0: You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 433. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I'm thrilled to be back with you after a six week break and I'm ready to dive in. See what I did there? You may have noticed that I chose Stephen Curtis Chapman's song Dive to inspire us to study God's Word today. And I recognize that this song was released in 1999 and doesn't currently play on the radio, but I had the privilege of being a guest on Mixtape Theology, a fellow NRT Podcast Network podcast. In fact, you can catch this partner episode that releases today over there at Mixtape Theology. But my friends over at Mixtape use music as a launching point for their discussions too, but the biggest difference is that they use their favorite 90s contemporary Christian music as their launching off point. So when Rachel invited me onto the show, she let me choose one of my favorite 90s songs, and I chose Dive for several reasons that I talk about on that podcast. But one primary reason is that I often say, let's dive into scripture. In fact, I'm eager to do just that, but before we do, let's listen. So here I go. Things Rachel and I talked about over at mixtape theology is the fact that she still owns the CD this CD that this song is on and she still has the liner notes and for my younger listeners liner notes are the printed the text printed on paper a paper insert issued as part of the packaging of a CD or on the sleeve of a record and so they include lyrics and credits and often a message from the artist now Rachel said the liner notes for from Stephen Curtis Chapman said that his inspiration verses include Romans 11, thirty three through 36 and Ephesians 316 through 19. Now both of these references really do mirror the theme of the song, which is diving into our faith. And the song is actually calling us to dive into the grace and power of God, which Romans 11 describes as deep. But for me, uh, since I always talk about diving into God's Word, I thought of Hebrews chapter five. It describes a shallow relationship with God's Word. In fact, let's just listen to verses 11 through 13 of Hebrews chapter 5 says this. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now, before we unpack these verses further, I want to encourage you to read your Bible for yourself. I just read you some verses, but they're found within the context of a chapter that is found within the context of a letter. And at this point, I'm going to encourage you to take the bite of reading in context. Now, BITE, it stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. These are the exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word varied and effective. And so many times, we don't know where to start when it comes to the Bible. And this week, our song has given us the inspiration to head over to the letter to the Hebrews. Now, I don't need any other reason than that to read the entire thing. I know it's a longer letter, but it is a letter. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't read a paragraph out of a letter and analyze it without first reading the letter in its entirety. Now, if it's a long letter like that and it's from someone that I care about and they're trying to teach me something, I will go back and kind of focus in on smaller sections, but I'm going to read the entire letter first. So my favorite bite is, is to read in context. Now, I loosely define this as the chapter before, the chapter, and the chapter after. And I would say this is the minimum in this case. But if you're gonna go back up to chapter four, why not start at the beginning and read to the end? Now, I realize it could take a couple of days. I really do, because it's kind of a long letter, but it's gonna be worth it. So if you start at chapter one, take the bite of read and keep on reading. Remember, this is a letter written to real people with real struggles, and it offers real warnings to them that are applicable to us today because it is really God's word. Now, let me warn you, if you've never really read the Bible for yourself before, Hebrews will definitely raise more questions than answers at first. And the reason is this. The letter is titled Hebrews because it is assumed that the audience were Christian Jews very familiar with the first five books of the Old Testament, or also known as the Torah or the Pentateuch, so if you ever hear those words, Torah or Pentateuch, they're talking about those first five books of the Old Testament. So if you are not yet familiar with the first five books of the Old Testament, let Hebrews give you a reason to dive in. Now, so after you've read Hebrews all the way through once, then I recommend taking the bite of consulting an overview. If you have a study Bible, you can read the introduction to the book of Hebrews. This is going to give you a lot of details about the author or about how we're not really sure who the author is, and if you've always thought it was Paul think again. Most scholars don't think that it was Paul. Uh, One of my favorite overview resources, however, is so accessible, and it is the Bible Project overview videos. First of all, they're really well done. Second of all, they're fairly brief. They hold my attention, and they add in that visual representation of the teaching as well. I especially like the one for the book of Hebrews because at the end, Tim Mackey, the voice on the video, gives us extra tips for reading the book of Hebrews. And why would I suggest you read Hebrews all the way through before consulting the overview? And because I want you to get in the habit of reading the text for yourself and seeing all the things and asking all the questions before you care about what somebody else says about it. So I really want you to get in the habit of reading it for yourself first and then going to some of these extra resources that I use in my own study, but I always want to make sure I start with the text first. Now, while you're reading the text, I encourage you to take the bite of asking questions. Then when you watch the overview video, make note of how many of the questions that you had Make note of how many of them were answered. I think it's going to be encouraging to you that you can read with curiosity and that your curiosity is well-founded. And what I mean is that if they're answering your questions, then it's obvious they asked the same questions and felt it important to answer those questions in the overview. You hear what I'm saying? Anyway, I think always asking questions is a way to keep your time in God's word effective. If you ever approach God's word feeling like you've already conquered it somehow, then you miss the part in Hebrews 4.12 where it reminds us that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's meant to be explored forever. And I mentioned it earlier, but as you take the bite of read and keep on reading, don't forget to take the bite of remembering that the people of the Bible were real. And normally that means that the people mentioned in the text were real. You know, like if you're reading a narrative, you would remember that Stephen was real or Paul was real. But this time I want you to remember that the audience that this letter was originally written to was made up of real people with real struggles, real questions, and real tendencies to turn from truth to their own ways. Just like us. So let's go back to the verses that led us to Hebrews to begin with. Hebrews 5.11. I want to read it again. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Now, the writer says we have much to say about this. And if you've read the text in context, you should be able to answer the question, uh, what what did they have much to say about what? (laughs) You know, so most immediately in the context uh, about Jesus being a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So that's what kind of preceded immediately this this comment. And in the context of what the author has written so far about angels, the Torah, Moses, and the promised land. There's so much that they've already talked about. But the author chooses not to go deeper here about those things. Why? Well, the accusation is that the audience no longer tries to understand. Ouch, that's a harsh accusation, but let's unpack it a little bit. Underlying this accusation is a hard truth, and that is that understanding takes effort. In fact, some of you are a little overwhelmed by all I've suggested on today's podcast. Perhaps you'd rather I just unpack this verse for you, but I encourage you to engage with scripture for yourself because that's what God's word itself is calling us to do. I would rather you approach God's throne of grace in prayer, begging him to help you understand after you've done the hard work of trying to understand. I've often told my girls, don't pray and ask God to help you pass a test you didn't study for. Unfortunately, that's how many of us operate when it comes to God's word or comes to life in general. We come up against the tests of life and faith, but we haven't studied to show ourselves approved as Paul calls Timothy to do. So as we keep reading, the author doubles down when he says this. He says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. So let's take the bite of compare and contrast. In these verses, the author is contrasting a teacher to a student. So a teacher has studied and prepared information to be passed to the student in a logical and coherent way, indicating that there's a level of understanding that the student doesn't have. You see, teachers are not facilitators. Teachers have knowledge that the student doesn't have, and they pass that knowledge on to them. The author is teaching the reader of Hebrews much about Jesus. He is making links and comparisons from five books of the Bible that he assumes the audience is familiar with, or maybe not, because he's accusing them of needing to be taught the elementary truths of God's word all over again. If you are a new believer... You are a baby in Christ and in the faith. Give yourself the grace that you need to grow up into spiritual maturity. You will need to start with milk like a baby. But if you've been a follower of Christ for some time now and you are not growing up in him, then this message is for you. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So now we've moved from a teacher-student contrast to a baby versus a mature person contrast. What kind of teaching is for the mature according to these verses? Teaching about righteousness. It's right there. What is righteousness? Well, righteousness is behavior that is characterized by God's standards of morality, justice, virtue, or uprightness. So teaching about right living is for the mature. And what is the result of this solid food? Well, if used constantly, it trains us to distinguish good from evil. Awesome. So what is the opposite of mature teaching? Well the opposite is elementary teaching. And what does the Bible say is elementary teaching? Well, you would have had to read in context to get that. We have to keep reading into chapter 6, and if we don't, we miss something really important. By the way, as a side note, the chapter designations in your Bible were added in the 1200s, and the way then verses were added in the 1500s. Um, so this is a this is a new thing that that people who who wrote and published the Bible in that time added to help it make it easier for me to say, hey, let's go to Hebrews chapter five, verse 11 and start there. And that does make it very easy. But sometimes they start and stop a chapter, in my opinion, where it shouldn't have. So it doesn't really make sense to stop reading at verse 14 in chapter five, because chapter six starts out by saying this. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying Again, the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. So did you see it? The author is defining elementary teachings as a foundation. So don't poo-poo them. These teachings are foundational. You need them, uh, but you need to move beyond them too. But what are they again? So we can take the bite of making a list here. This is the perfect place to make a list. So here's the list that the author of Hebrews says are the foundation, but they are elementary teachings. Repentance from acts that lead to death, faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now, some in this list is straight up the gospel of Christ, you know, and some are controversial issues of the day, but all are considered elementary teachings that they can move on from. I mean, get grounded in them and then move on and talk about other things that will lead to greater maturity. One more time, I want to encourage you, if you're not sure about something on this list, it's okay. It just means you have some foundation work to do. It should not lead to condemnation. Rather, it should just give you marching orders. Here's where I'm going to go next. Uh, My youngest is getting ready to start driver's ed and get her permit. And uh, we are starting at the foundation. I mean, like brake pedal, gas pedal, and turning the wheel. (laughs) You know, unfortunately, when she was younger, she had a bit of a golf cart incident where she damaged my cousin's car. And I think the idea of driving has really intimidated her since then. And perhaps you've had your own golf cart incident when interacting with God's Word or trying to read it on your own. There's grace, my friend. Everyone has to start somewhere. But whatever you do, just start. And as you mature past the foundations of our faith, there's so much to learn and explore. But it's God's intention that we do indeed mature and go deeper. As we hop down to verse nine of chapter six, we read, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. That's sweet. The author's tone softened a bit, but ends this section with another warning that I want to leave with you too. Verse 11 of chapter six. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So what is the contrast here? Diligence to the end and imitation of the faithful versus being lazy or giving up. And maybe take the bite of journaling your thoughts here, or better yet, take the bite of sharing with a friend. Ask yourself or each other, how can I take steps toward maturity as it relates to God's word? What diligence to the ver- what would diligence to the very end look like practically for me? Where have I been lazy? Is there an area I need more faith and patience? So what's next? Well, read the letter to the Hebrews. Read it over the course of a few days if you need to. Consult an overview of the book to better understand the themes after you've read it, of course. Focus your study in on Hebrews chapter 5 through chapter 6, verse 12, compare and contrast teacher and student, infant and mature, lazy and diligent, share your thoughts and questions with a friend or journal them, and be sure to hop over to Mixtape Theology to hear the partner episode to this week's installment. While you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellenizat. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page on Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, like I mentioned, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts in the network like Mixtape Theology and Christian Music Resources at newreleasetoday.com. And I would be honored if you follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. But if you sign up on my website at com, then I'm able to email you once a week with the show notes of all the scriptures I use, links to the resources I've used in my personal study, and all of that. Now my featured free resource for email subscribers this week is a one-page PDF of my top five bites. Get started moving beyond merely reading scripture, start interacting with it, and use this tool to help. So go ahead and head over to michellenezat.com to subscribe today and you'll get that. Now, with that in mind, I want to thank some new subscribers who have subscribed while I've been on break. It's a long list. I'm super excited, and there'll be another long list next week, but I do want to mention you guys by name because I really do care about, um, I pray for you as I get your names in, and I'm so thankful that God has, has connected us through this ministry. Don from Illinois, Lucinda from Texas, Tanya from South Carolina, Sally from Ontario, Canada, Stephanie from Michigan, Florence from the UK, Jennifer from Texas, Michaeline from Michigan, Shirley from Indiana. Angie from Alabama Heather from Virginia Ann from Texas Celeste from Kentucky Mom Carter from Washington Allie from Texas Barbara from North Carolina Uh, Susan from Louisiana and from Louisiana, Margaret from the UK, Melissa from Kentucky, Michelle from Missouri, Beja from New York, Atasha from Georgia, Leah from Missouri, Jasmine from Tennessee, Marsha from Minnesota, Melissa from Kentucky, Lindsay from North Carolina, Regina from Ohio, Barbara from California, Julie from Alabama, and Todd from uh, Nebraska, and Judy from Australia. Welcome. Uh, It's just so exciting to hear all of those places. and, And I wish I could see all of your faces, but thank you for being patient as I celebrate all these new subscribers. I am especially excited because you all subscribed while I was on break. And it just represents God's faithfulness in the midst of fear that I would lose listeners. And so to me, this was just a celebration. So thanks for being patient with me on that. But Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michelleknizat.com, through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. And if you haven't left a review yet, I really appreciate my subscribers, but I'd love to get some new reviews. Head over to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be featuring Build a Boat by Colton Dixon to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 433. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.